Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Garden Veg podcast. It's normally just me and Peter. However, we've got a special guest today. Special guest being Louis Martin. Say hello. Woo! Yay! So lovely to be here. I'm honoured oh. to join the two of you. Fun fact for people that are probably maybe confused listening to this. My dad is... This granddad, who I'm doing the podcast with, is not my dad's dad. It is actually my mum's. However, these guys are friends and we're all friends. So I thought this would be quite a nice... How long has we've all been together as a three? A long, long time. You're 21st. Yeah, so eight months ago. Long time. Anyway, these two men sat next to me are genuinely the two most interesting men that I've ever met and spent time with in my life. Not trying to butter them up or anything, but it's just the, that's, that's just the truth. I'm taking a back seat today and I'm just going to be asking them some questions that some of my friends who are maybe my age or older have asked you guys. Some of them can be quick answers. No, you don't need to go on. You don't need to tell stories with everything, but you can take as long as you like or as little as you like to answer them. And if you don't want to answer a question, that's fine. You can just ask the other person or... But ideally, both of you will answer each question, okay? I'm so excited for that, actually. And the first question is, describe yourself in one sentence or three words. Possibly your oldest mate. <laughs> oh, <that's> so <laughs> I love that. Okay. Dad, you'll go. It doesn't have to be to do with me, but... In, in three words. Mm-hmm. Very honoured to be here. Very honourable. A perfect gentleman. Love life to the full and, and, and have lived life to the full. Okay. Slightly more than three words, but I like it. Close. So, question number two is, who is the most interesting person that both of you have met? Uh, Nelson Mandela, I think. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That one is pretty amazing. Um, a very close friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, who I got to know terribly well after 25, 30 years, um, who turned out to be honest and straightforward, tremendous fun, um, had a humour uh, that made life happy, and basically very important to me in my life. Nothing important with a big name or anything like that. He was totally correct in terms of life. As I enjoyed it. Did I did I meet him ever? Yes, he was a chap called Michael Duncan. Ah, yes, I remember. And uh, all I can I say, well. all I can say is that uh, he was a hundred percent friend. And yes, I enjoyed meeting him in every respect. How lovely. Okay, question three. Where's the best place that both of you have had a pint? That's very difficult to remember. There are hundreds of pubs in London, but the best. I think, I think it was the Green Man at Bank, uh, where I used to meet the odd friend from school, uh, because it was Thursday uh, when I got paid, and we used to have a pint as opposed to a half pint of um, Green King 
ale, uh, or whatever it was called in those days. So I imagine that was the best pint. Um, it, it, it didn't mean much. Okay, well that's a, that's a good answer. Dad? Uh, when I first started drinking in the pubs in Barnsley, when, <laughs> I, when I was brought up, the Three Cranes Hotel, we used to all meet there early in the evening before we went to pick the girls up. And we used to go to the country pubs. So the Three Cranes Hotel, and I used to drink a pint of Barnsley bitter, it was wonderful. Excellent, great answer. Question number four. What is one thing that both of you are glad that you did in your 20s? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I emigrated to South Africa. Nice. I was 22, left Barnsley for South Africa. Started a new life as a, as a mining engineer. Yes, sure, yeah, your life would have been completely different if you'd never done that. Yes. Awesome. Peter? Um, unknowingly, um, going to the Far East. As a Far East cadet, um, when I left school, uh, within a fortnight, my conversation, if anybody said, what are you doing? Um, my answer was, I'm a Far East cadet with Sense of Company. <laughs> and uh, it was a good answer because it cut people off. Um, <laughs> so the best thing that I did unknowingly was to go to the Far East because when it came to the crunch and I cried because I was going for five years, um, when I got there and life opened up, it was the best thing that I could have ever done. Amazing. Okay, and then what's one thing that you, if anything, that you wish you had done in your 20s? Oh, mine was very definitely, I wanted to join the Merchant Navy. I wanted to travel the world, which is why I eventually didn't join the Merchant Navy because I went to, I'll never forget, I went to Hull, took the exams for a junior engineer officer, mm -hmm. and they phoned me, or they wrote a letter to me because there was no phones in those days, at least not in the house. They wrote a letter to say, we've lost your exam papers. Can you come and retake it? And I thought, well, no, that's a sign. It's not meant to be. And that's when I decided, no, I'm going to emigrate. I've got to move. Got to see the world, so I started, I started in South Africa. Oh, nice. Peter? So, is that question in retrospect? Are you asking me if there's yeah. something I wanted to do? I guess, yeah. as in looking back on it, what's one thing that you think, oh, God, I wish I'd done that in my 20s? Yes. I wish I'd taken life slightly more seriously mm -hmm. and understood where it could lead to and what I needed as skills to make sure that it led in that way. And when it came to the crunch, I decided that I wasn't going to go that way because I found it scary mm -hmm. and consequently decided not to try and become better and cleverer. I, uh, I stopped and so consequently I didn't do what I should have done. Okay. Um, I made this next one up, actually. I don't know if it'll make any sense, but we'll see. My question for you guys is, when was your I've made it moment? As in, was there ever a moment where you sat there or you're observing something or you're in an environment and you were just like, oh, like I've, I've made it, like I've, this is it, I've made it. Got one, yeah? I have to say, at no moment. 
Really? I have all my life felt scared of being safe. Mm. And consequently, at no stage when I was making a bit of loot in the property world um, or whatever, did I feel safe. So consequently, no, I didn't feel I'm there. Well, okay. I was always um, feeling open and scared. Well, I, I can't honestly say I was ever scared, but I'm a firm believer in challenges and I never, there wasn't one moment, I always wanted to do the next challenge when I, in my mind, have achieved what I wanted to achieve with this certain job or whatever. I sought for something else and that was, what, there hasn't been one moment where I've said, All right, I'm there, because I, and to this day I'm still searching. I always like challenges and I always like to do things differently. But you guys are so amazing, so I just thought that there would be something, even in a normal perspective, but I think that just shows how, not, not pressure, but it does just show how the high standards that you set for yourself, if you have never like allowed yourself to sit there and think, oh wow, what I've achieved is this is amazing. Well, I, I haven't, I haven't, no. That's so interesting. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that answer, but thank you so much for being really honest. Um, this is another question which I think is really interesting. I'm intrigued to know your answer. Who is your biggest female inspiration or role model? Uh, my wife. Um, she's, she's very special. She's, she's honest. She's loving. She has a sense of humour. She doesn't have strange aspirations to be successful. She doesn't need it. She came from success. Um, I'm exceptionally lucky to be involved with her. I'll say he in everything. So, yeah. so. I, I, I love that. I, I, it, 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 very difficult. That's a, no, just, I think that's an amazing answer. Very difficult to say it. No, I think that's an amazing answer. Ask me the same question again. Who is your biggest female inspiration or role model? J. Marcel Martin. Oh, Dad, you can't be serious. <laughs> I don't. Are you being serious? Yeah, of course I am. Oh, stop it. Oh, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Oh God, thank you so much. Well, that's gonna make me cry, but let's just onwards and upwards with the show. Speaking of crying, the next question I had is, I just find it interesting, and you don't have to be honest if you don't want to, but how often do you cry? Like, I get very emotional as I got older. I can cry watching a movie. Over the years, um, obviously a long time, 40, 50, 55. Um, Marcel and I have had crying sessions because we've talked about her relations, who she had great respect and love for, who I never met, mm. particularly her grandfather. And I've cried when we talked about that. 
and other situations where it's been loving friends and we've talked about it and it's not because I haven't liked it, it's because I've, I've been quite happy to, to cry and let things go. I think that's amazing because it's not common that people are able to do that and I think how I don't think you guys are emotional so to speak but I think the moments that you are emotional are so genuine which is why it's lovely do you know what I mean you don't just I think it's more it's tears very genuine. I think it's more tears of joy and yeah. happiness than it is it is true um okay I'm gonna sit on the floor just because I feel like it's fun it'll be more fun okay Next question is, what does being in love feel like to you? Peter. Uh, it's great. It's a magnificent feeling. The one that I've had uh, gets better and stronger every day. You're lucky you still have it. It doesn't stop and... Yeah. It's absolutely super because I had tremendous luck with the person I married and I can't fault it in any respect. Uh, the thing that's kept me going in difficult times is her and as everybody knows, I've loved her completely. And as she has loved me, so it, it, I, I can't, I, I, I can understand when other people fall out and get unhappy and blah, blah, blah. But you can't but, relate to it. But well. I can't relate mm. to it because I've been exceptionally lucky and I, I associate it with life. I, if things haven't gone right in certain respects, I could give a tuppenny fuck. I really have been exceptionally <laughs> lucky yeah. in my relationship with her. Yeah. Total, 100%. No, these are Their relationship is incredible. Dad, you've been in love, so you can definitely answer what, what you think being in love feels like for you. I've forgotten. The only, the only unconditional love I have now is from my kids. Too long ago, I can't remember. I'm being serious. Really? I have unconditional, uncontrollable love with you kids now. And that's all I think about. Next question is, what should a 20-year-old, what if you were going to speak to a 20-year-old now, what should a 20-year-old cherish the most? What advice would you give in terms of people my age? What would you say we should hold on to the most? I would think that by this time you've done a bit of sorting out in terms of the friends that you have. And consequently, it wasn't six or seven. It's down to two or three max. Mm -hmm. And consequently, you've got to decide in your mind that they have the same basic principles as you. They feel strongly. They're honest. And so you know you can work with them. If work is the, it's not the right word, 
but work with them in terms of life. Mm. So consequently, work with them. You don't have to tell them, but you know it. So consequently, off you go. Now, in terms of life and the future, you've got to work to those principles. It's vital. Someone's going to let you down at some stage. It doesn't matter. But you've got to have a positive approach. So get the friends. Work out what you want to do. Work out why you're being honest or not and the way you want to progress life and stick with it. I like that. I like that answer. Dad, what would you, what would you say to people my age and what we should hold on to the most or cherish the most? I think enjoy every day as if it was your last. Don't regret a moment regretting yesterday. Live for tomorrow. Tomorrow is a promise. You don't forget it. Live today. It's really cash. Enjoy it. Lift up a friend in need and gladden this warmth with your smile and your love. That's all I can say. Oh, I like that. that amazing. Absolutely right, Louis. Um, there's only a couple more questions, guys. So hang in there. Um, well, I was gonna. This next one is kind of similar to that question, but. What is one phrase that has stuck with you or a phrase that you think about often? That maybe someone has said or like you've created. There's no point in regretting what you've done. I'd rather die regretting what I haven't done. No, sorry, this is wrong. I'd rather die regretting what I've done rather than regretting what I haven't done. Yeah, I like There's nothing worse than Five seconds on your deathbed thinking, well, you know, I wish I had done that. I wish I'd have done this. I'd rather regret what I've done rather than regretting what I haven't done. That's why I get back to enjoy life today. It's ready cash. Spend it and enjoy every moment. I like that. Thank you very much. I can't immediately think. That's okay. It is quite hard. I feel like unless you have, because a lot of people have like a go-to phrase. I, I may, feel like come, unless I may you come back to it. Well, yeah. if, you, if it comes to you. I'll let We're you know. here. Um, what is the scariest thing that you've ever done? It could be like an actual physical scary thing you've done or maybe even like an emotional thing. And definitely being five miles under the underground, under the sea. When working, you were mining? Working. For, I was a mining engineer. I wasn't mining. Okay, sorry. I was installing machinery underground at Dorden Colliery in off South Shields in just outside Newcastle and I went down the mine and then five miles under the sea out towards under the sea the, the coal the coal field mm -hmm. was under the sea going in every day and coming out was the scariest thing I've ever had to encounter I can't even imagine how no, scary I can't even imagine I feel like you can't imagine unless you've you learn to live there. with it that's your job Uh, I was driving a Mini, uh, I was 17 plus, and I had a gang, uh, one, two or three, in the Mini with me. Mm -hmm. And we were driving <laughs> down to Bosom, Chichester, for a weekend, where we had no money, no friends, no nothing. And I was driving... And in those days, you drove 
to overtake. Roads were single lane, and you you overtook, and you were a real driver because you and you kept the revs up and all that sort of thing, and something that people wouldn't understand now. And I'll never forget. It was shortly after, and I can't remember the name of the town. Uh, I was on the last stretch coming into Chichester and there was a bridge and I was a long way from the bridge and there was a long line of traffic on my left and I got out on the right and I just drove at this bridge and there was absolutely no way that I could tell what was on the other side of the bridge. How and long was that? Well, it wasn't very long. It was a little dippy-woozy. I was going to go over the bridge, mm -hmm. so what was on the other side, I couldn't see. And the people in the car started to mutter, Come on, Pete, what's going on? If there had been somebody on the other side, there was no chance really? other than a head-on. You wouldn't be talking today. I wouldn't be talking today. And I don't know why, but I stuck with it, and it was mad. A near-death experience, didn't you, in that car crash? You were in a car crash? Yes, I've had a yeah. few. Dad had a car crash, and this is just a funny side note of this podcast, but Dad had a car crash, and he has a long scar along his arm, and genuinely up until about the age of 15, I've got, like, a scar on my arm, and I was convinced that I was born with this scar, because Dad had a scar on his arm, and no one told me. I think Mummy found it so sweet and endearing that I had thought that that was, could be possible, that she just let me believe that I had this scar on my arm, because Dad had the same thing, but anyway. Uh, well, we've answered loads of questions, so I think we'll end the podcast there. It's been so lovely, and I feel blessed to be sharing a room and sharing a conversation with two of my favourite people, at the same time. Thank you guys. And do you have any last notes for the podcast listeners? Thank you, thank you, Jay. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay guys, goodbye. Bye bye. Nice being all together. <laughs>